Welcome, one and all. You're there. We're here. This is the URG On The Go podcast, the true voice of the recycling automotive industry. We do our best each episode to bring you new, informative ways to improve your bottom line. Anything that would help improve your business is what we want to talk about. We're here today. Chuck Camp is our producer. I'm DJ Harrington, and better known as the cardiologist, or sometimes people call me the doctor, but it's always a good message. Now, this one is a special one. It's about Memorial Day, which we just had. So we want to talk about it a little bit. And Chuck Camp is here, and we have a special guest, Sheila Harrington, my better half. So Sheila, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's fantastic. Now, what I want to ask you, Sheila, about celebrating holidays, Memorial Day, what should it mean to all of us here in the United States? Well, it's important to recognize that there is a difference between these two holidays that really center around uh, those in the military, and that's Memorial Day, of course, and Veterans Day, which we had back in November, if you'll remember. But what I'd like to do is really talk about why Memorial Day, why we're taught, why we are celebrating it, why it was originally called Decoration Day, and the poppy flower is really a symbol of the Memorial Day, and we need to also kind of recognize how we're supposed to fly our, fly our flags on Memorial Day. Now, Sheila, what I wanted to ask you, can you tell our listeners, I'm going to ask Chuck Camp the same question, tell our, some of our listeners a little bit about your dad's background. Well, my dad was in the Army. He went into the Army at age 18. I think he had just graduated from high school and uh, or was about to because he, he, was, he was 18 and his birthday is right first part, part of August. But anyway, he, he was um, in the military, but he, he was serving in the battlefield of the Belgian Bulge. And that was such a devastating place to um, serve. And a lot of people didn't make it out of there uh, at all, let alone not have some injuries. But my dad was shot on in several places on um, um, Christmas Day. And I don't remember the year, but it was in uh, a year or two after the, the World War II started. But anyway, he ended up in the hospital. But what he remembers about that whole day is the fact that he lived... And the people, the friends around him that were in his platoon, they died. So, you know, years later, I thought, well, I'd like to go take him to um, celebration. They were having a big celebration in Europe, obviously, for the Belgian Bulge. And I thought that would be a nice thing for me to take him there. So maybe he could reminisce a little bit. But he absolutely wanted no part of it um, because he just felt like that he just shouldn't remember all those details. And I can understand that to some degree, but yet I was a little disappointed because I really wanted to see uh, all about the Belgian Bulge. But anyway, my dad did serve and got some accommodations. And one in particular that he did get came from the French um, government. And it was because that he had uh, retrieved a bunch of Russian ladies in a, mil- in a uh, concentration camp. So he got that accommodation from the French government. Yeah, your dad was a great guy. Now, Chuck Camp is our producer. Share with our listeners a little bit about your family background. Well, my stepfather was in the Marines, as were one of his older brothers and two of his younger brothers. They were all served in World War II at the same time, and they were in Europe. 
and they corresponded, you know, now everybody's got a cell phone. They can text each other. But back then, they corresponded with each other through letters, and they picked a date, and they all met up one night on a beach. They snuck out of their platoons for a reunion, and they managed to survive that meeting and get back to their platoons. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. <laughs> I don't think my dad did that in the Belgian Bolts, but anyway, oh, gosh. So all of us, Memorial Day is the beginning of December, and it's the last Monday of May. So share, share a little bit before we have to take our first break. All right. Well, obviously, it's the last Monday of May for a Decoration Day, but that's really what they called it first round was Decoration Day. And the reason they called it Decoration Day, and I will say this, my grandmother always called it Decoration Day, even when it became known as Memorial Day. I thought I had to correct her every time she said Decoration Day, that it was Memorial Day, Grandma, not Decoration Day. Well, she called it that because there's a reason for that. It went way back to the Civil War. But anyway, when we were... Uh, be approaching a Memorial Day, she would call and ask, are you coming to visit? And we would do the same thing if we did. We weeded and cleaned the tombstones of the people that were in our family that were in the uh, cemetery. And then we would place flowers on the grave. Now, it seems to me that Memorial Day and Veterans Day are very similar. So what's the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day? Well, there are two distinct differences, but there's also a connection between the two as well. If you'll remember, we had a podcast about the Veterans Day uh, yes. back last fall. Well, that is also to celebrate the veterans, obviously, because that's how we get the word Veterans Day. But it, Memorial Day is the same thing. But Memorial Day is customary to spend time remembering and honoring the countless veterans that served in all of our armed forces throughout our country's history. And there's there's really a distinction between it because they are the people that died in battle or they died later due to wounds that they secured in, the, in a battle. So they are the ones who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. So some veterans, though, I will say this, that if you go and you say t- uh, thank them for their service on Memorial Day, they'll kind of look at you with two heads at some point, because they do consider Memorial Day as being the time that we're celebrating those who did not make it back from battle, who did, who committed the ultimate sacrifice of their of their lives in, in battle. So that is a huge thing right there. So if you remember the Veterans Day, that's a little bit different. We're, we are thanking people for the service, whether they died or they survived. So there is a difference between those two. You got it. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a fast break? When we come back, folks, we're going to talk about the two different holidays, Memorial Day, and techniques about flying your flag. And tight. We'll be right back. URG can help you streamline your business for maximum efficiency and increased profits. Access powerful software and unique tools. Receive top-level training with industry experts. Network with hundreds of recyclers. Employ e-commerce solutions to boost business. Receive support, resources, and discounts. Starting at just $150 a month, it's the smartest investment you will make for your business this year. 
Go to u-r-g.com and click on Become a Member. Your path to a profitable future is just a click away. That's u-r-g.com. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to a special edition of the URG On The Go podcast. This is coming right after Memorial Day, so we're talking about Memorial Day, which is a little bit different. I want to remind all of our listeners we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Before we took a break, Sheila, we were talking about the holidays. So clarify between the two holidays, isn't it tough? Some of the special things about the unique Memorial Day, but maybe some techniques on flying the American flag. Okay. Well, Veterans Day, obviously, is for those who died or survived. And Memorial Day, obviously, is for those that died, either from their wounds in battle or after uh, battle uh, occurred. So that's the difference in those two. But now I'd like to kind of talk about how we're supposed to fly the American flag. Because honestly, I didn't even realize this. There is etiquette to follow. At sunrise on Memorial Day, if you noticed on Memorial Day that there were some flags that were flying at the beginning of the morning until noon at half staff, that's the reason why, because that's the way they're supposed to be flying. So the flags are to be lowered to half staff position until noon. And that's really to honor the sacrifice of those that served and died while they're in battle. And then at noon on to sunset, the flag is to be flown at full staff, which symbolizes really that our nation lives and the flag is a symbol of a living nation. I got you. So Sheila, do this for me, if you would kind of. Let's focus on some of the Memorial Day facts and some history about the holiday itself. Okay, well, sometimes on Memorial Day, uh, they will, uh, it usually takes place at 3 o'clock. Uh, they'll have some local uh, remembrances, some little mini uh, services in local cemeteries and such. But um, if you contact, if you've ever wanted to help put out flags out on uh, the graves of the military soldiers who died in battle or, you know, died later, you can contact American Legion Post, Daughters of the American Revolution, or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts of America, and you can participate in helping to put those flags on the military graves. But one thing I will say, you know, as, as my grandmother and I we, and my family did on Memorial Day, we would actually clean the cemeteries and the graves. This really started way back when, um, more back into the uh, American Civil War. But, I mean, it was used for family reunions of picnics and uh, go out and visit the graves and clean them up and take care of them. And it really became an, an actual act of remembrance for families through the, through the years. All right. So let's do this. When did the Decoration Day start? I mean, we call it Memorial Day. Your grandmother yes, called it. She did. And she was, I have to tell our listeners, your grandma was something else. <laughs> oh, she was something else, all right. But Decoration Day to her, I mean, it really started way before she was born, back in the American Civil War, right after the war. And I will tell you, the southern states started decorating the graves of both the Confederates and the Union soldiers. And they did this because they wanted to really uh, recognize those that had died in battle. And uh, not only would they uh, decorate them with flowers and wreaths, but flags, and uh, they would kind of clean them up as well. But 
there was a there's a city in America that is recognized as the city that started the term Decoration Day, and that was on May the fifth, uh, nineteen on eighteen sixty six, and they hosted their own uh, country uh, community wide event, and that was uh, Waterloo, New York. And then in 1966, um, President uh, Johnson, he declared Waterloo the town of the birthplace of uh, Decoration Day. But meanwhile, two years later, I will say this, and that on the very same day in 1868, there was a veteran Major General John A. Logan, a commander of the chief of the Grand Army of the Republic. It's kind of a fraternal organization of Union Civil War veterans. Anyway, he issued an order designating the 30th of May as the annual day of remembrance. The idea kind of from then started catching on. But with the Civil War, America's need to honor military people on both sides um, started even, it came prominent even with monuments and ceremonies and decoration of their graves. And it, it kind of caught on everywhere. The purpose was really to decorate the soldiers' graves. And um, after World War One, I, I will say this: um, Decoration Day included all the fallen soldiers. So it wasn't until World War One when that became uh, where they started recognizing everybody, but not just those that served in the Civil War. Right. So it began with the war, but then it included World War One, and then later, uh, obviously, World War Two. So that's uh, and and it became Memorial Day, but my grandmother still called it. Decoration Day. And then finally in 1971? Yes, the Memorial Day became an official national holiday, and it took Congress to make that happen. And um, that was a nice piece of legislation, and uh, it occurred, and it actually became part of that act that we talked about for Labor Day, where they started allowing um, holidays to have a three-day weekend, so that's why it falls on a Monday. So it's the last Monday of every May. All right. How about if we take our last break, Sheila? And when we come back, we're going to talk about the poppy seeds and we wrap this baby up. How's this sound? We'll be right back, folks. We'll be right with you. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to be in a war. To be so far away from my family. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to, to be, be the one who stays home. But I do know this. No matter how patriotic, how patriotic you are or how loving you are, being in a military family, it can be harder than anyone knows. If you're feeling at a loss, you're not alone. There's help. If you need to talk to someone, please call this number. It's confidential and free. Your family needs you. We need you. Thank you for your service. 1-800-273-TALK. That's one 800 Welcome back, folks. You've been listening to a special edition for the URG On The Go podcast, Remembering Memorial Day. Remember to like, review, and share everywhere. And if you want to hear more messages like this one, just dial the URG hotline number, 706-409-5603. And Chuck Camp and I will do our very best to get you here. Now, Sheila, before we took our break, you mentioned that we would discuss why poppy flowers was a symbol of Memorial Day. See every year that people 
wearing it. I see them, you know, wearing on yes. their lapel or their shirt. Yes, it is. So explain to our listeners a little bit about that. Well, sure. Um, World War One was such a brutal war. You know, they had foxholes that they oh, dug, and yes. it was brutal. And it was it was in the winter, and it was in the wet, rainy season. And they would have these long rifles with the bayonet on the end. It was brutal, and it was more like hand to hand combat. On the war torn battlefields of Europe, there was a red poppy that, and I'm not even pronouncing it's in Latin, but it's it's one of the first plants to reappear. Its seeds were scattered in the wind and it sat dormant in the ground and it only germinated when somebody was disturbing the ground around it. So obviously all this fighting and everything, and it was very brutal fighting in World War One. So there was a Canadian soldier and, a, and he was also a physician, uh, John McRae, who witnessed the war firsthand. So he was inspired when he saw all the poppies scattered across the battlefield. Can you imagine all the red surrounding his artillery position in Belgium? So he sat down and he started writing the now famous poem in Flanders Field. Now, do me a favor. Folks, you're going to like to share, do a little bit of the poem that John McRae wrote back in May of 1915. In Flanders Field, the poppies blow between the crosses row on row that mark our place and in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly race scarce heard amid the amid the guns below we are the dead short days ago we lived felt dawn saw sunset glow loved and were loved and now we lie in flanders field Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from falling hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep. Though poppies grow in Flanders fields. I tell you what, Sheila, that warms my heart. For all of you guys, I want you all to know that for me, you know, we fly the flag all the time, 24 hours a day here. And Memorial Day weekend is really the unofficial start of the summer. I know that I want to ask all of you to remember a veteran or a loved one. But Sheila, tell me a little bit what you would like to pass on to our listeners, if you would. Well, it's important that we don't forget um, to reflect on what really Memorial Day means to us as a nation, whether it's called Decoration Day, as my grandmother called it, or Memorial Day. It really doesn't matter. If, if we're remembering and honoring those men and women who served, who made the ultimate sacrifice for this country, so we could have freedom, then that's what we should be doing. We should be honoring all of those people. So when you're out there, if you get a chance, like Sheila was talking about, if there's a cemetery, we have a national cemetery, maybe about 15 minutes from our home. And we know that Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts go over there. We had Doug Williams on a special podcast. He, his daughter actually goes out and participates in the veterans cemetery and passes out flags mm -hmm. during that celebration. And a lot of you, of course, do decoration of tombstones. Uh, Chuck, before we end our podcast for URG, is there anything you'd like to remind people about what you guys do on Memorial Day? Oh, we uh, gather with family and uh, we fly the flag as it should and, Enjoy the freedoms that we were given. Yep. If it wasn't for this, you know, I was a veteran, but, you know, when people say to me, what did you do in the service? I was the librarian at Fort Dix. <laughs> so I really did not do much of except going around and talking to people. 
But when I explained to my grandchildren, Chuck, that this is uh, my oldest granddaughter, Haley, said, Grandpa, when you were the librarian, what were you doing? And I said, back then, we didn't have computers. We didn't have, and I went to look for books, li- overdue library books in the hospital. So one night I'm there, and here's a guy with no hands, no arms, and he says to me, do you think you could help me write a letter to my girlfriend back home? And I look at this guy and I said, yeah, let me grab some paper and I'll start taking dictation here. Go ahead. And I made the letter sound better than he was saying it. <laughs> and we sent it out to his girlfriend and an officer that was there that night looked at me and said, um, what are you doing? Aren't you off at six o'clock? I said, yes, sir. But this guy was sitting here in the bed and he has no arms, he has no legs, and he has no way to communicate. So I wrote the letter for him. Then he said, what do you do? And I said, I'm the librarian, the librarian here at the hospital library. And that's where I landed up staying. And every night I was up there doing volunteer work, helping people who didn't have arms to write letters and so forth. And I was happy to do it. But I want to thank all of us that have a veteran member and a family Thank them for their service and thank the people who served for our country to make the American flag what it is today. We kneel for the cross and we stand for the flag. And until next time, URG people, have a, I hope you had a great Memorial Day week and enjoy yourselves and enjoy summer because that's the official starting of summer. We'll see you next time on the URG podcast.